You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 33 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. This is it. We've made it to the last episode of the season. It's the big finale. No spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. We have nothing to talk about. <laughs> no, I do want to no, say something. No, we have plenty to talk about. I do want to say something. Wait. You're wonderful. No, you're wonderful. No, 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 no. no. You, you truly, you're wonderful. No, no, you're wonderful. Wait, we're wonderful. We are wonderful. And there is what Twitter is like. <laughs> That's Twitter. Twitter. That's Twitter, right here. When people are being assholes to each is. other, the incestuous, right. clicky aspects of Twitter is you're yes. wonderful. No, you're wonderful. It's it's the people who know each other. The the fame. I wouldn't say famous people, but the known people who know each other are right. like that. But then for right. everybody else, you're sitting there like slogging out like. That's the worst take I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> how many people praise the worst takes oh ever on Twitter? Oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever. I, I, I remember there was something that someone it was Middle East related. Someone wrote, and like people were just like, "Oh my god, this is paradigm shifting. <laughs> this is amazing." And I read it, and then all, I took it to Signal and yeah. sent messages to two trusted friends. I was like, "Okay, I read it. Am I missing something? Because my world, I wasn't moved." Like, yeah, well, and they're like, no, it. it actually sucked. And I was like, well, then why is everybody praising this on Twitter? You know, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say, say on, anything at all. Say it on Twitter. But like, do you have to like go crazy about how wonderful this is? Here's here's the other thing that they do on the Twitter. Somebody will post an open question, like, "What's the best movie from the 1970s?" Oh, I hate that. Right, and then inevitably you'll have somebody who says. The only answer is right. Right. Every other answer is wrong, except what I'm about to tell you. Right. And then you're supposed to think like, well, this person's an authority because they're speaking right, 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 with right. such security. They know exactly what they're saying. And it's like, no. So what was the best movie of the 70s? The best movie of the 70s? Godfather 2. That's the only answer. No. <laughs> Everybody has a different answer. Right. But there's only one answer. But there's there's only one. It's answer. always some like blue check person who's like exactly. there's only one answer. Exactly. Who is the greatest hitter of all time in Major League Baseball? The correct answer is Ted <laughs> Williams. And anybody who tells you any different is doesn't a moron. Know what the fuck they're, they're talking. talking. About. And then you'll have the pile on, right? It's then so you'll have bad. people who'll be like, dude. And this is, but this is our political discourse today. This, this is, is what it, it is. This it's is it. terrible. So how many times like you read in the newspaper, like, you know, politician X tweeted Y and politician D tweeted Z. I mean, it's that's so our political discourse. So let's break it down. Right. If this is the political discourse, you have yeah. an insider mm-hmm. making a statement uh-huh. that other insiders praise yes. as the greatest thing they've ever seen. The Twitter mm-hmm. circle jerk. Yes. And then you have people who are on the outside looking in commenting about right. how either that's the smartest or the dumbest take 
they've ever heard. And the, and the people who are, keep saying it's the smartest thing, they want in to the circle jerk. Yeah. And the people on the outside are like, I would never be in a circle jerk with these disgusting people. On and on. And they just think like millions of iterations of that a day. Yeah. And that is how. And because our discourse is conducted via Twitter, no one actually has the guts to talk to each other face to face about what their differences are and where they may find common ground. Wait, they may find common ground? No, they. at this point, I don't see any. But it, it's just a it's a fantasy of mine. That people will agree on but, stuff? Yeah. Wow. We can't even agree on infrastructure. In my house, we can't even agree on what we want for dinner. <laughs> Wait, we can agree. You know, during, I was making breakfast this morning. Yeah. I made I made uh, scrambled eggs. Lauren made the bacon. Uh, and we had bagels. It was like a Jewish trafe kind of breakfast. Yeah. Anyway, I'm in the middle of making it's eggs. Fusion. It's fusion. It was just fusion. I was thinking, ah, I wonder what's for dinner tonight. <laughs> you, you, you say that like it's, you know. It's like 8.30 in the morning. But some you know obviously during the pandemic everybody has had to buckle down and you know cook more yeah and, and for mostly for better i think right yeah absolutely but i am not exaggerating that when we sit down to dinner i say okay what should i make tomorrow night <laughs> like as we're eating dinner i'm like already thinking like all right what do i need to make tomorrow? it's stressful though at like 8 30 in the morning i'm like hmm, yeah what should dinner? you know sunday though sunday's a big of, dinner night yeah, but Sunday is, is sort of like, you know, it's a roulette wheel. <laughs> right. You know, like you could do something big or you could do like, man, nothing. You don't <laughs> really know what you're going to get. You really don't know what you're going to get on Sunday. Uh, Sunday's like want, dealer's choice. It's like I don't want leftovers. Does anybody ever a, really There's a lot of Thai food in the fridge and I really don't want Thai food tonight. Dude. Thai food in the fridge? There you go. You already have dinner. Oh, uh, no. I don't want Thai food. Do you have any leftover rice in the fridge? I don't know. I didn't. I, went, I wasn't paying that much attention. Well, if you have rice, then you just make some fried rice. Like, throw in a bunch of stuff from the like from the refrigerator, and you got fried rice. You There's know what? Dinner. I'll tweet at Lauren about <laughs> dinner. <laughs> then you'll What's out, the like, only dinner tonight? What's no. The, the only answer is... We had the best dinner ever <laughs> last night. And then people will be like, oh, my God, I love that place. And then other people are like, that place, that place sucks. sucks. I got salmonella from that place <laughs> once. And the, the waiters were rude. I mean, yeah, you're a fucking idiot if you think that's good Thai food. The only good Thai food <laughs> is this place 15 kilometers north of Bangkok. <laughs> and if you've never been there, been there you you're have, a loser. You haven't lived. <laughs> right. And then you're like, dude, oh, that's maybe the perfect I'm, that. That's a perfect Twitter th- like yeah. conversation. You're like, maybe I need to go to Thailand. If I, maybe I need to rethink my maybe whole really life. Maybe I'm a loser. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my well, this, God. This guy on Twitter with 15 followers said that I was a loser. And then that's the other thing on Twitter. People are like, oh, yeah, Mr. 31 followers is telling me how I should behave. It's completely fucked, dude. <laughs> It's because your only true value is how many followers right, you have. Right, it's how many followers you have. Half of whom are blue, bots. Or you have, if you have a blue check mark. Right, half of whom are bots. How do you get that blue check mark? You ever going to go for it? Um, there's a specific a reason why I don't have it, which I can't disclose. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. But if anyway. you could have it, would you want to have it? 
I don't know. Like they, I remember at the council, they were like, Hey, uh, you know, get you blue. You want the verified thing. And I was like, if you had, if you had one, would you be like, if I had one, I would lord it over everyone. Yeah. You'd be like, I have a blue check mark, baby. And then look how cool I am. And then people who know you in real life, IRL, as they call it on the social media, would be like, oh, you see that guy, Stephen Cook? He's a blue check mark. <laughs> I have a the friend. The people blue... who know me in my real life are like, how is it that you have X yeah. amount of followers? Exactly. I'm not going to mention it because I don't. Yeah. They're like, or how what? is it that you're particularly, on, particularly you're my lovely what? wife is like, why would that many people be interested in what you have to say? Yeah. You're an expert on what? Really? You were a fucking idiot when I knew you. You're right, exactly. That's the thing. Like your your friends from growing up, they you may not talk to them every day. You may not know exactly what's going on, but they know you. Okay, so here's an, here's a very interesting point. Since I just spent part yeah. of the weekend with people that I went to elementary, middle, and high school with, you know, like at, at those moments, like when you're getting wailed on on Twitter or like yeah. stuff like this is like making you feel bad. It's nice to be able to like engage with those folks on Facebook or text with them and so on and so forth because it's the, the relationship has nothing whatsoever to do with this current iteration of myself and the and the like people being assholes on Twitter or my being harassed via email by people who don't like what I've written and so on and so forth it's like a real nice refuge to talk to people that I grew up with and played like snow football with rather than tangling with whatever bullshit is happening. Yeah, because it, everything it, else is stripped away and it's just the real right. who you are and right. who you were. And, right. you know, it's even when, yeah, I, I years ago had drinks with somebody who went to my high school uh-huh. who was a year behind me. And, you know, I went to a very small school. Right. But I barely knew this guy in high school. Yeah. But when we got together, we knew each other, even though we didn't know each other right. so well that it was just like one of these very comfortable, like, right. you know, I know you, you know me, like, we don't need, like, there's no bullshit involved right. in it. Exactly. It's like, we know where we come from, right? right? We come from the same place. Like I had one of um I had a great night a couple of years ago. I was in Minnesota. I was I had given a talk at the University of Minnesota. Guy I went to middle school and high school with. He's been living in the Twin Cities since he went to college. Uh, and we went out. We had dinner and we went to this microbrewery. It was, it was just a blast. It was totally the most chill thing in the world because it stripped away all that other all that other bullshit. And it go and it what it does is it, yeah, it when you're in the moment it underlines for you. How, what utter bullshit something like Twitter really is where people are just like getting off at each other. It's or telling each other that they're wonderful. And I just want you to know you're wonderful. You're wonderful. No, you're wonderful. <laughs> and we don't even you're have wonderful. blue check marks, but you're wonderful. <laughs> but you're closer to a blue check mark than I am. Uh, I don't even know what that yeah. means. What does it mean to have, who cares? Meanwhile, Yes. So the Republic is slipping further and further away. I know yeah. that I know that Joe Biden is the president, but Joe revelations Biden. this week that the president, the former president of the United States, the former guy, has the call former it. guy, directed the Justice 
Department. Did he direct it or did he suggest to the Justice Department? You see, that's part of the thing that nobody will answer. Right. Right? To investigate people who he did not like, members of Congress, journalists, and others. And their families. And they did. And, and they family. went all in on it. Yeah. But then when you ask the former, uh, when you ask Jeff Sessions and when you ask Bill Barr, the former Attorneys General of the United States, neither one of them can remember authorizing this. Yeah. Suddenly they have amnesia. I mean, the whole, I don't recollect. <laughs> it's, is the it's a get out of jail free card. It's the, it's the sauce in the world. It's the, it's the politician's version of the police officers. I felt, I feared for my safety. I mean, it's just a get out of jail free card. They should ban that as that should not be a legitimate answer. It should not be, but it's like, well, I don't remember. How can you, you know, why are you going to argue with that? So you're telling me that you served in the capacity of the Attorney General of the United States. And you don't remember whether yeah, you authorized the exactly. investigation and surveillance of members of Congress? Or, or how and their it was children? Or who and their wives? I don't know. Somehow it just uh, happened. Yeah. Slip, I don't know. It slips my mind. You know, doesn't you know really who, sound familiar. You know who go down for this? Some junior person that right. they'll completely throw under the bus and be like, "I don't know, this guy was running a rogue operation somewhere right. deep." That's in, what's going to happen. It's absolutely inside the, the Department of Justice. This like clerk. It's always somebody who the people at the top are never the ones who get who get axed. There's always somebody more expendable down the line. Of course, and shit flows downstream. So exactly. The people at the top never, and this is part of the problem that we have with the country right now. There's no accountability for the people in charge. No, (laughs) Matt Gates. Not going anywhere. Matt Matt Gates is going to win with a greater percentage in 2022 than he won in his last election. It's unreal. Let's see what his margin of victory was. In his last campaign. I mean, he's got a gerrymandered district, so it doesn't matter. Well, right, it doesn't matter, but still. Plus Florida. Plus Florida. Florida. Fucking I'm, I'm beginning to think that our union is no longer sustainable. Uh-oh. Really? Yeah. No, I mean, we are kind of at like this, we are kind of at this moment where it's, Look you at know, the it's hard to imagine. I mean, given the, given the vast, the vast differences. Look at between, the correlation between the states that voted Biden. Yeah. And percentages of vaccinated right. citizens in those states. At the top of the the highest percentage, the states with the highest percentage of vaccinated people are also the states that went Biden. I right. think the top 15. Right. How does this union sustain itself? I, I do not know. Because the same people who reject the science, reject right. the truth, and who refused to vaccinate back in the day and probably still now refused to walk around wearing masks, refused right. to believe that this is real, all come from the same places. Right. Yet now, it, they're also the ones who are blaming Fauci somehow for right. the spread of the pandemic, which they now believe uh, was started in a Chinese lab and disseminated thusly. It's interesting. Let me ask you, I was thinking about this this right. week, okay? What do you think the Venn diagram looks like 
of people who are conspiracy theorists and people who are would cons- would call themselves very religious. Oh, I would say it's fairly significant at this point. By the way, Matt Gates won with almost sixty five percent of the vote, which is insane. Okay. I mean, before the before the the revelations of his sex trafficking and all kinds of stuff, yeah, he was already nuts. Anyway, well, now, I, mean, I think the Venn. I think there's a. I think there's a significant overlap between the. the I mean, this is the story. Like, there's pastors who are saying that their entire congregations are completely overtaken by QAnon conspiracy theories. Okay, but then what you I'm add, saying, so then you add the you add so that it correlates I mean, directly with those with the very significant difference in vaccine uptake in these areas the continuation of COVID-19. Then there's a the SVR, is that what it's called? There's, a, there's a, new, a respiratory disease which is popping up throughout the South. It's- but here's here's my thing, and I mean no disrespect to religious people. Okay, but you really- But if you, well, I mean, you can take this, you know, with a grain of salt, right. but uh, however you want, but right. people who believe in conspiracy theories believe that there is some invisible hand <laughs> Right. That is behind everything, right? right. There are people who are unseen, yet they have all of the power. Mm-hmm. How different is that than the belief in God? <laughs> it's not. Okay, so. I mean, I'm are not, you trying to say I, that religions are basically giant cults and because we they have hey, been legitimized, hey, hey. they've been legitimized through kind of, you know, social construction that – they're not that different from QAnon because like there are, there's some weird shit in religion too, right? Like God created the world in seven days. Come on, man. He was six and he rested on the seventh. Oh, day. he rested on the seventh. I mean, <laughs> so, that's a lot, to my mind, that's a lot of malarkey. I mean, the baby Jesus, come on. Look, man. The immaculate like I, conception. Okay. Let's like talk about said, some of the nuttiness in Judaism. Uh, like you can't, you can't eat bacon. Okay, I know your feelings on that are very well established, um, but there, religion requires what they call faith, right? Right. Faith so, and is same thing with conspiracy theories. Well, faith is essentially a suspension of disbelief. Right. Right. It's like going to the movies. Like you have to suspend disbelief in order to believe that these stories right. are true. Right. So conspiracy theory is Although, a complete suspension of disbelief. Uh, Although it is totally believable that Rambo can take out a whole like Vietnamese army to rescue those POWs. And then a few years later, and then a few years later, go and do the same thing to the Soviets in Afghanistan. I mean, there's, there's no suspension of disbelief there. Well, I mean, it's totally plausible that Rocky ended the cold war and Sylvester Stallone did all of these things. And he's Sylvester like five Stallone, foot, and he he's is, like five foot six. Sylvester Stallone is he is the central figure. Yeah. In ending the Cold War. He ended the Cold War and he got us some sort of closure on Vietnam. It's amazing. <laughs> he, you know, he's been financially rewarded for all of these accomplishments. Um, but he's, you know, he is the ultimate American. But I'm, so, okay. I mean, so look, back to, again, going back, back to, to this. Like I said, I don't want to, uh, I don't mean to insult people who are religious who listen to right. our show. But it doesn't, it, to me, it feels like it's not an accident 
that there's a big overlap between these two groups. I don't if, I don't if, think I don't think it is. And anybody who's scratching their head about it, it like these pastors have suspended their own belief. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's so, a, I mean, I think it's it's quite it's quite quite worrying. I, I was talking about this the other day with um, my buddy Gretchen's husband, and we were talking about the fact that there's been why so you many. To, you you refer to your buddy Gretchen, but when you speak of her husband, he has no name. <laughs> so the reason why I do that is, first of all, Gretchen is an original listener of yeah. the Amen Corn. She's yeah, been with us from the very beginning. Yes, I, I know, and. Also, for a while, if you go back a couple of seasons, I kept seeing my buddy Mike and Gretchen. Uh-huh. They live across the street. She's like, oh, like so well, she what was are, upset. And she wasn't yeah. upset. She's very funny. And she's like, what's up with that? So now, since then. You've been referring to. I've been referring to my buddy Gretchen. Well, why husband. don't you just say Mike of Mike and Gretchen? I could say that. But I yeah. think my buddy Gretchen's husband is funny. Oh, it is Except- funnier. It, it is, is funny. funnier, but I I don't want Mike to be like what I have no identity outside of. Uh, ah, he doesn't husband. have an identity anyway. So um, is that right? Nah, he does. Uh, so <laughs> we were talking really about like listening the kind of craziness like that's been going on on the on the airplanes and so on and so forth, <laughs> and like just and that you know traffic is picking up in the DC area now, and like I don't know what we're <laughs> expecting in terms of crazy road rage stuff. Yeah, and, like the last four years, it's not only like political, you know, the norms that have been ruled out politics all these where, they, where they don't exist. No, no norms, no social norms yeah. whatsoever. Because exactly. you know, Trump was like he acted like an asshole, and so people who like and he got away like, with it. Oh, he can act like an asshole, so can I. Yep. Well, the other thing about that is we've been by ourselves for the last 15 months. Right, so, right. so behavior has sort of been like, no, I can do this. I've been doing it for 15 months. It's like, guess what? You're being re-socialized now and you can't behave this way. And you need to <laughs> oh, be there aware some of moments people some, out there. There were some moments during those 15 months like Jeffrey Tubin, who's back on CNN. That's unreal. It's what, unreal. Where's the accountability there? Well, we punished I, that, him, we suspended him, and now he's back. Right. Can you imagine if Jeffrey Tubin was on Fox, what they would be saying on CNN about about him coming back? Do you really think that they would that they would talk about it for more than one news cycle on CNN? I don't know. I don't know. Is Fox I, I talking think, yeah, about I think it? They would, I think they would absolutely try to you milk think? it. Yeah. Is Fox milking it? I don't know. I don't watch Fox. No, because you talk about glass houses. Like Fox can't say shit. I'm sure they are then. Because they don't care. Of course they are. They have zero fucks to give. They have zero fucks to give. Once again, I just want to reiterate. I just want to reiterate that when I'm on a Zoom or Teams with my colleagues, I don't have an urge to go to attend this meeting undressed or undress myself or fondle myself during those meetings. I feel like I say that for other other moments, but not in a professional environment. I feel like the more. You say that the less believable it I'm not. I'm not protesting too much. I just want to underline the fact that I find this in deeply fucking crazy. Like well, obviously there are things I, that are, I know, we but don't like, need to say this. I know, but I just I can't get over it. I think we can all. I mean, our listeners can all be secure in the fact that there's no fondling going on of any <laughs> during during the. I just it's like it's so. It's so crazy to me. Well, it's beyond crazy. 
I mean, like you said, like the guy's more, back. I mean, like, he's like he's a talented writer. Um, great. I read his I read his OJ book. I read a couple um, of his books. Yeah, that's great. But he fucking jerked off in a Zoom meeting. Like I'm done. Like I, you can say cancel culture all you want. Like, dude, <laughs> come on. So this is what I'm saying. There are no social. There are no norms. No mores. No nothing anymore. You know when it all People fell apart for me? Fucking, what? You know when it all fell apart for me? And I'm sure I've said this to you before. Marv Albert. Marv Albert, and I know. You know, there's some backstory here. That you yeah. know, don't, don't you know? Uh, I know. I know one of his sons. Yeah. Yeah. But when that story broke, and we're talking about the late 90s. Right. I'm like, that's it. I'm out. Because at that point, I'm like, you're a fucking basketball announcer. What the hell are you doing? Just be a normal person. Can't you be? And we're not supposed to kink shame. And that's another thing now. Like, oh, you can't kink shame. Okay. I'm not kink shaming, but that's fucking crazy. What he was doing was crazy. Well, I think, you know, in knowing a little, bit of, the, in knowing a little yeah. bit of the backstory, I think one of the other yeah. things that was problematic was that was the kind of the, the media and like late night comic pylon uh-huh. was well, so there's always going to be that. But there's right. But if you look gonna... back to, you look back at that era, like the kinds of things that um, they did to Monica Lewinsky. In particular, what's his name? Um, uh, Tonight Show guy. Uh, you know, after Johnny Carson. Jay Leno. Uh, Jay Leno. Jay Leno was really downright cruel. Yeah, well, they were to all, Monica I Lewinsky. Mean, downright cruel to Marv Albert. I mean, yeah. it, things happen in people's lives and okay, so on and so but forth. There's a, there's a significant difference between I think, Marv I think Albert the difference. I think there's a big Lewinsky. difference between... Marv Albert and Jeffrey Tubin, though. Jeffrey Tubin yes. whipped it out and was jerking off in front of his friends. Marv Albert was engaged in yeah, sexual encounters in private. Totally experimentation agree. in private. Totally End of agree. story. But you're right. And and again, I'm going back to, you know, we should not be king shaming, and that's exactly what I'm doing. But I'm telling you, when I heard this, and this is a long time ago, so I was a right. lot younger, I'm like, what the hell is this? Like what? You know, like there's nobody normal he, out there. I know there's no such thing as normal. There's no such thing as normal. But I don't think I don't. There's no reason to hold Marv Albert accountable for stuff that he was doing in private. What I no, think was but, the, I, but again, what I think was the problem was the media pylon. But my my the way thing in which the media was, treated. That's when I lost my innocence. Basically, right. that's when uh, I realized okay. that pe- whatever you think people are because of their public persona, right, is not what they are. Right. Right. So again, like I said, when I was like, oh, that's it, I'm out. That meant right. for me that I'm no longer, that right. I no longer believe that people just because they're famous are somehow better than the rest of us <laughs> or more or more honorable than the rest of us or right. purer than the rest of us. No, of course not. Everybody is just a person and everybody is fucked up in their own uniquely fucked right. up way. Right. But I don't need to know about how fucked up people but are. Like, in isn't that it? Sense. Is, isn't it interesting though, like to think about the kind of wild swings in the way in which the media tends to deal with these things? So, so there was a pylon on Mar- on Marv Albert. Again, yeah. it was private. It was nothing. Whatever. Yeah. Then, and so you know, it, it happened, right? And then, what? Like a decade later, Kobe Bryant. I mean, there's oh there's abs there's absolute credible evidence that he. Tried to rape this woman. 
maybe he did. Right. Yet he was not convicted, and he's been, you know, lionized. He's a deity. He's a great basketball well, player. He wasn't convicted because, you know, he had access to the best lawyers that money could buy. So it's what that was was you know the two the two tier justice system in this country. Right. If no, wealthy, I understand that. But if like, you're wealthy, you get away with stuff. But how, wasn't there a, a New York Times or Washington Post journalist who pointed out the fact that he had been accused, credibly accused of rape, and she was admonished oh, yeah. by her Skewered. employer. Well, after he she was died. skewered publicly, yeah, people after attacked he died. her, yeah. and so on and so forth. But she she got into trouble. Well, either with the Times or the Post, I don't remember exactly what the circumstances were. But like, I don't this know. This was I after he died, and he was right. portrayed as a hero, right? Because he was a great basketball player, and all she was pointing out was his story is more complicated, complicated than that. Than that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think this takes us back to where we started with the "You're wonderful." No, you're wonderful. Mm-hmm. Is that the, the Everybody's complicated. Life is complicated. Politics yeah. is complicated. Society is complicated. And yet there is this effort, whether it's through social media, whether it's the media, ever to to flatten things into one or two dimensions. And it's so bad for our society. Yeah. Well, like I don't, I, I genuinely, like we talk about it a lot, you know, the di- we were just talking about the differences in the regions in the country and whatever. I, I mean, there are racists in the South. There's racists. In everywhere. Maryland, the racists in New York. I mean, they're racists in on the other side of Manhattan. Yeah. Right, exactly. And so, I don't know. I think the way in but, which things have been portrayed are the, making things far, far worse. The thing is that people want. You just said life is complicated. No matter what we're talking about, things are not black and white. Right. But the average person needs to understand things as as you put it, and more flattened out. People and their basic level need to understand good and evil need to right. see they the don't, world they don't want their lives more to be simpli- they need to understand the world in a more simplistic way right i so do remember what, i remember cnn going into some diner i don't know i think it was in arizona and interviewing this older white couple and they were like we you know we we want the board we want the border wall and stuff like that we we just don't want you to call us racists or something like mm. that as a result they just – they really needed to see the world in, in black and white yeah, uh, to make themselves people, feel comfortable. Because the world is complicated. But sophisticated people do that too. I mean, you know, they're, like they're how right. many people that you know only read certain things? Like, okay, sure. I, I give people a pass for not watching Fox News. It is so absurd. Previous iterations of Fox News were not as that, absurd. As no, but it's right. And this is the like this the is the you know the great sort. Everybody lives with people who believe similar kinds of things. They date people who have similar similar ideas. They yeah. you know whatever. I don't know. It's it upsetting. A complicated place, and but people want to have heroes. They want to have villains. Villains, they right? Want to have easy to follow narratives and storylines right. that they can say, "I'm right." That's wrong. I'm right. good. That's bad. Yeah. And that's what people want. That's what people want. And if they need that, they should know that the Amen Corner is good. <laughs> and then other things are not as good. Stephen and, and I are wonderful. We're wonderful. <laughs> even though we don't have blue check marks. But the world is complicated and there are no absolutes. And that's what 
I think is driving a lot of people's fears that they right you when you're What's a the kid, best movie of the, of the 1980s the only, only answer is, there's only one answer to that and people want to have that comfort and really when you're a kid and the world is beyond the confusing place because right. you're tiny and you haven't experienced anything and your brain isn't fully developed you take comfort in the fact that there are adults who hold literally hold your hand and walk right. you through the world and right. explain the world to you and there are people no matter how sophisticated no matter how right. educated no matter That's how they old they feel they need that whatever because people don't like to feel is. uncomfortable they don't like to feel uncomfortable they want that warm yeah. blanket of certainty and by the as way the world yeah the best movie in the 1980s stripes there's only one answer. There's only one answer. Stripes. There's only one answer, and that answer is Animal House. <laughs> <laughs> was that in the 80s? Yeah, it was 1980. I thought it was 1979. Right, no. I mean, there's only two answers, but no. <laughs> it, but again, that's the world has become – the pace of the world's change has accelerated to the point where people need to grab hold of something – like a rock to believe that this is an absolute truth right. that I know for a fact, because I don't know anything else anymore, but I and know so, this. Here's the thing. I think like if you, I think that social media speeds up the world. The more Absolutely. I stay away from it, the more it's, it's better for me on a variety Slow of down. levels, but it, yeah. it really helps have a little more depth and perspective in my thinking on the important issues of the day, because you can get really wound up in this. I mean, I, 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 we may have discussed this before. Like there must be people who spend so much time. They're so online that like it's taken over their entire lives. No doubt. Like they don't actually live in the physical world. Well, when you say there must be people, there are millions of people right. like that around the world. Probably. Right. Well, that's how you get QAnon. I mean, people spend hours watching YouTube videos. Exactly, become convinced of this craziness. I don't know. This is not. Yeah. This is not a. I don't think we're inspiring people at the end of our, at our season finale here. Well, you know what? Our season finale is as complicated as the world right. that we live in, and we don't have a bow to wrap this up with. We just have unanswerable questions. That because you're wonderful, and I'm. <laughs> Semi-wonderful. You're, no, you're wonderful. You really are well, wonderful. We're trying to like pose these questions. You're so a must-follow people... wonderful. <laughs> no, you are. No, 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 no. You're really wonderful. But all we can do is put these questions out there and let people think about them. Yeah. There's no answer. There's right. no, because there's we're no the one... conscience of the nation, yeah. Well, we are. And if there's – if you have any questions – we are the conscience of the nation. There's only one answer to that question. <laughs> but for real, all we can do is put these questions out there because they're unanswerable. Right. And anybody right. who thinks they have that one answer is right. either a sociopath or a I, liar. I, I just wish that I just wish that we could delusional. there could be a kind of broader conversation. What, about about what? About all these issues about you know how about objective truth? No, not about objective truth, but about the fact that there this kind of 
demand for, you know, one dimensional, two dimensional. <laughs> but that's always existed, right? I know, I know, I know. But I, I don't know. I felt like when the president was elected, I thought we would have a, a, a more kind of rational national conversation. I mean, again, I well, think and I was to an extent I, we are. To an extent we are. How so? To an extent. Because we are now actually debating policies more than we're parsing out his Twitter. Well, uh, okay, that's tweets, true. Right? But of course, one, it seems to me one party is debating policies yeah, and the other one is stonewalling and screaming critical race theory and everything. Which is insane too. But we knew right. and we said it. Nothing is going to change until this right-wing right. media ecosystem is does not exist well, anymore because it doesn't allow us to get out of the, the situation that we're in because we're trapped in this chamber of people screaming that no matter is, what Democrats do, they're wrong. And no matter what Republicans do, they're right. This is why I think it's like people are in the odd position of like, I don't agree with anything that's ever come out of Liz Cheney's right. mouth, but I actually support her speaking out against the big lie. I mean, that's, but, it's but weird. again, the, that we have set the bar so low. So low, right. Of that, course. That but Liz Cheney actually saying, actually saying something that is so obvious, obvious. that we are now we, we celebrating, celebrate it. Right? Yeah, exactly. We're celebrating her for admitting the truth. Because she seems to be one of the very few voices you. in her party who is right. willing to acknowledge the truth. Yeah. And until yeah, good. But until there are more people like her in right. the Republican Party, and we'll never agree with her on policy. No. Never. But at least speak truthfully and say, I believe that taxes should be lower for rich people. That's fine. I understand that we disagree on that. <laughs> but that's your policy. And just say so. But don't say that what I saw is not what I saw. And that's really the problem. Because, again, going back to this whole thing of objective truth, if we can't agree that there are certain things that are true, then like what you're can wonderful. we... Well, we know that. <laughs> what, what can we agree on? If we can't get the Republicans to acknowledge that there was an attempted insurrection on January 6th in the Capitol, then... What hope do we have of no, coming I mean, to an agreement on well, anything? Well, that's that's the thing, is that at each of these kind of moments of crises, we think, yeah. okay, this is going to break the fever. This is, And it has not. And you would think that January 6th of all things. So what could it possibly be? Nothing. Nothing. Well, the fever can't break until there's no Fox News to amplify right. the, the lies. And, right. Right, it's not going away. It's the most watched network in the country. It's not going away. It's not going away, and that's why we're never going to get out of this problem until somehow this gets solved. But it's not—it's not any closer to getting solved. And we're going to come back for season six in the fall, and we're going to be faced with a whole bunch of different but related crazy things that are going on because of the same problem. We've been talking now. This is the end of our fifth season. Woo! The, the the players change and the issues slightly change, but the big picture is the same thing. We are no, our country is no less dysfunctional than it was when we started this podcast five and a half years ago. Oh, when we started the podcast though, we thought Hillary Clinton was going to be elected hands down. That's true. I was well, doing hog butt training. I mean, that's true. it was yes. crazy. 
we underestimated how deep right. the sickness is. Right. But now we can't, is, now we you can't, can't do not that. see it. But the question is, is it it is there's no bottom. No. There's no bottom. You keep digging, you're like, holy shit. It's further, they're deeper and deeper and deeper down this hole, and they're never going. No, it's not it's, going. No. Right. There has to be something there. Ha- and, and you know, for a while, I thought it was going to be the pandemic that would break the fever. Right. right. But there is no bottom. And then you think like, well, you know, maybe there's going to be, I don't want to say any, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say what I'm really thinking, but like, what is the bottom? There's no bottom. So no. by saying there's no bottom means that atrocities will happen and that that still may not break the fever. Yeah. That's. And that's, that's not a happy message to end the season with. No. But, but we're not yeah. here to tell people what they want to hear. No. That's why we're different. <laughs> exactly. anyway. All right. All right. Well, I hope everyone has a good summer. We have, to make, we have to make sure that we get our All right. We can't end and, abruptly. Yeah, we no to wrap it up. Ending. Well, it's been a great season. It's been I think a season. it's been one, among our best. So definitely yeah, in the top do. five. Definitely in the top five <laughs> of our seasons. <laughs> I just want to say to I just want to say to all listeners that they should, despite everything, try to kick back, enjoy, enjoy the yeah. enjoy the summer enjoy months. Enjoy the summer because slow down. Life, life is coming back to whatever I won't even say normal, but what it was before. Life We're comes at you fast. In the words, the famous yeah. words of Ferris Bueller. Don't quote Ferris Bueller because that is yeah, not the best movie of the eighties. It wasn't, but it was still. It's a classic. I mean, you gotta love it. There's some great lines that come out of it, but it definitely was not. I mean, it's no stripes. No, Ferris Bueller was a sociopath. <laughs> There's an argument to be made that he was just an evil dude. It's very anyway. manipulative, that Ferris. Uh, anyway. Are you fucking kidding me? It was that's the whole movie was him manipulating everybody? <laughs> that's the whole movie. If you watch that film and say this kid is evil, watch that movie with that idea in your mind, and you'll never, you'll never like never Matthew see it again, right? Or Ferris Bueller. It's just again. mischief, mischievously yeah. manipulative. Yeah. Anyway, exactly. Um. Anyway. All right. It's great, well, been a great season. Thanks have a good for listening, summer, everybody. Everyone. Yeah, we'll see you in and the fall. We'll in see the you in the fall. All right. Ah. Later. <laughs>